Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. In today's episode, I'll be touching on the perils of a perfectionist. So I'll be speaking about the side of perfectionism that we don't usually speak about, the negative aspects and how this can affect us in a negative way and actually limit our progress in meeting our goals and really just living happy and fulfilled lives. As someone who for a long time would have classified themselves as a perfectionist, a lot of what I'm going to speak about today are things that I've lived through and I can relate to 100%. Even as I was recording this podcast, (laughs) let's just say there were many takes before we got to the final result. And I think it's so important to speak about this because a lot of the times when we do speak about perfectionism, we speak about the good aspects of it, but we don't really go into the darker side of perfectionism, which is what I really want to get into today. So let's get into the definition. You guys know if you've been listening for a while, I love getting into definitions because it kind of helps us to understand a little bit more of the topic and what we're actually speaking about. So one of the definitions that I found for a perfectionist is a person who refuses to accept any standard short of perfection. Now, if this sounds like you, chances are you probably are someone who would classify themselves as a perfectionist. Now, for a long time, I would say that I'm a perfectionist and I'd kind of be proud of that in an essence. But as I've gotten a bit older and over the last couple of months, I've really started to kind of ease away from classifying myself as a perfectionist and more someone that has perfectionist tendencies because I have started to realize just how much that tendency and that perfectionism can actually hold me back which I will touch on later on. So let's get into the positive elements of being a perfectionist. So one of the positive elements is that you're often someone who pays close attention to detail. So maybe you can notice things that other people wouldn't notice and your mind kind of already starts correcting things and putting things in a more organized way or in a way that looks better or even feels better. I can definitely say for myself, sometimes when I'm scrolling on social media or just in my day-to-day life, I might notice like a spelling mistake or something that's just out of place and I'm like, yeah, that's not right. It's not like I'm intentionally looking for that. It's just that my mind just picks it up. So sometimes you may find that you do have close attention to detail that maybe other people don't have, which of course can be a great thing. It's normally something we all put on our CV, (laughs) but it's not always necessarily something we truly have. We also have the tendency to be organized. I can definitely say something that I can definitely relate to. Another thing is that you may be someone who's quite ambitious, you set goals and you work towards them. Another positive element is the fact that you may be someone who strives to master what you do to improve yourself and to be the best that you can be. So of course, these are all positive things, but I want to touch on the darker side and the more negative aspects of how being a perfectionist or someone who strives for perfection can actually hold you back as opposed to propel you forward. So let's get into that a little bit more. So I kind of did some research and Googling. I was reading a couple of mental health blogs, which are speaking about perfectionism. I will try to find the links so that I can link them below if you guys want to have a read of them. One of the things that I've identified in myself and that I've noticed with other people who would classify themselves as perfectionists is the fact that sometimes it can lead you to procrastinate on projects that you may not necessarily feel that you have the ability to complete with perfection. And I can definitely say I've seen this in myself. I've had a project that I've been working on for four years, which I only realized recently that had been so long. And I was really thinking like, why has it taken me so long? It's not like I haven't had the time. I have had the time. And it's not like I wasn't capable, I have been capable to do it. But one thing that I kind of discovered as I was looking a bit deeper and really just being real with myself was the fact that I was very much afraid that I wouldn't be able to complete this to this perfect standard that I had in my mind. It was a lot of fear of what if this is not good? What if I spent all this time doing this thing and I'm not even happy with the final product? And as a result, it just led me to procrastinate a lot. I'd set a schedule, I'm gonna work on this project on this particular day at this particular time, the day and time would come and it would go to the next day. And before you realize it, four years has passed. (laughs) 
um so now I really just kind of be real with myself and say you know what I'm just gonna do it anyway whether this turns out perfect or not I'm gonna focus on completing this I've had this idea and I truly believe in it so I'm just gonna push myself to face my fear of you know, not being able to reach that standard of perfection. And I feel like a lot of the times as a perfectionist, this can lead you to just stay stuck in the same box. You only do the things that you know you're good at. You only do the things you know you're comfortable with because of course you know that you can do those things with excellence. Maybe there's particular things that you're good at that people commend you on. So as a result, you continue to do those things because you know you're gonna get that result that you want. However, maybe when there's new challenges that come and new things that you could potentially develop your skills in, you shy away from that because you're afraid of failing. You're afraid of, you know, putting yourself out there at the risk of not being able to perform, not being able to achieve that level of perfection. And something else that can be quite negative as well is the fact that it can take you an excessive amount of time to complete a simple task. Maybe you're typing an email and that email is probably two or three lines that should take you about five minutes tops, but it can take you 20 minutes because you're going over the email, you're reading it from five or six different angles, you're going through it, you're deleting it, you're changing the grammar, you're changing the spelling, you're changing the formatting simply because you're trying to get that perfect email. So that's something I found with myself as well is that sometimes certain tasks that are quite simple would take me a really long time to do because I'm trying to get it perfect. And again, when you're doing that, it can take you a lot more time than other people. And sometimes this could be problematic in work because maybe you have deadlines and you struggle to meet those deadlines simply because you're spending a lot of time trying to perfect things that maybe aren't even as important in the greater scheme of things. So that's definitely something to look out for as well. Another thing is that you tend to be driven by the fear of failure. You know, people get their motivation from different aspects, but for a lot of the time, for people that are perfectionists, you are driven by the fact that you are afraid to fail. And sometimes it can kind of give you this all or nothing mentality that, you know, I have to win, I have to get it right, I have to perform, I have to be number one, number two or three is not good enough. And I'll give you a perfect example of this for myself. Now, when I did my GCSE, so in the UK, we do GCSEs in year 10 and year 11. So that's when you were 15 and 16 essentially in your last year of secondary school, also known as high school if you're listening in America or in another country. And I remember for me, my aim was to get all A's, like all A's and I'll be feeling happy and I'll know that I have made it. I remember when I got my results, I got, I think I got four A's and six C's, not six C's. So let me repeat that. (laughs) I'm even downplaying my own grades. So I got four A's and I got six B's. So I didn't get any C's, but I remember feeling so content with my results. I remember feeling like I'd failed myself. Now you're probably thinking this sounds crazy because those aren't bad grades, but for me, a B was like a failure. A B was second best. It wasn't good enough. I didn't reach the mark. And for me, for a long time, I wasn't really that happy with my results. I didn't really speak about it much because I felt like I kind of failed myself in a sense. Um, I did triple science. So I basically did biology, chemistry, and physics. And I really wanted to get that triple A. I ended up getting triple B. And I remember just feeling like, oh, this isn't fair. Like I worked so hard. How could I get three Bs? And I just wasn't as happy with myself. And it sounds so crazy because I know people that got grades up weren't necessarily as good as mine, quote unquote, but they were happy with what they got. But I didn't have that sense of achievement because I felt like I had failed. And looking back at it now, it's actually so, it sounds so crazy in the great scheme of things, but that's just the level of pressure that I'd put on myself. And even as I look back at it now, sometimes that pressure actually leads you to making mistakes because you doubt yourself. You know, sometimes you're doing a test, 
you know the answer, you don't even go for the answer because you get to a point where you're under so much pressure that you start to doubt yourself and you're wondering, am I even right? No, maybe it's the other answer because you know there's always another answer that looks, you know, pretty much the same but it's completely the opposite and that's one thing that I'd say that definitely affected me a lot and that carried through when I went to college also. At the end of it, I wasn't happy with my results and I felt like I had failed and I didn't really want to talk about it because I just wasn't happy. I felt like I'd worked so hard and for the result, the results that I'd gotten, it just didn't reflect the work that I'd put in. But looking back at it now, I can definitely say that that perfectionist tendency really did affect me and it didn't allow me to achieve my full potential. And looking back at it now, it clearly did not help me to get to where I wanted to get to. But I thought I'd just kind of give that example so you can kind of see it in real time as well. Another thing as well is that when you are a perfectionist or you have perfectionist tendencies, you tend to be someone that solely focus on the results. You focus on the end goal. And a lot of the time what can happen is that you don't focus on the process. You don't actually, you're not connected with where you are right now. And you miss out on so many great opportunities for you to learn and develop simply because you're just looking at the end goal. It's like, let's say, for example, you have a goal to qualify in a specific field and maybe it's going to take you three or four years to do that. If you're just focused on the end goal of qualifying, there are so many vital lessons that you can learn during that process that you will miss out on. If you're just focused on, I need to get there, I need to make this happen, I need to get there. They're just kind of not actually enjoying the experience of learning. And I can definitely say that was something for a long time time that was me like if you read that and I thought to myself this is me right here and I say that it's only been in the last year that I've really been consciously learning to focus on the process it's not always on the result sometimes you know I'd be putting so much pressure on myself to achieve certain things to get to certain levels in my life and I'll be like I'm actually not enjoying where I'm at. I'm actually not enjoying my life because I'm so focused on the future that I'm neglecting being present and enjoying my presence. I'd say it's really, really important to not just focus on the results. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have goals because I'd be lying to you and I have goals myself. But what I am saying is that you should also focus on the process. What can I learn? Something I've been asking myself a lot lately is what can I learn from this current phase of my life? What do I need to be developing within myself? What do I need to be changing? What do I need to be on learning because sometimes we've learned a lot of things that for us right now is true it's gospel but sometimes those things are actually toxic and they're not actually good for us so one thing I'm really focusing on right now is on learning those toxic traits on learning things that have actually been holding me back as opposed to helping me to develop and thrive and become the woman that I desire to be so yeah definitely if this is you it's okay. It is okay to focus on the process. It is okay to fail and it is okay to not get things right the first time. One of the things for me that was so humbling was when I was learning how to drive. In my head, I would have passed in six months, got my license and I'm happy. I already had the picture in my head that I was going to post with my certificate on my Instagram and I actually failed three times, okay? I passed on the fourth attempt and when I think about the first time, the first time I knew I'd failed because I completely messed up my maneuver, I, I just kind of lost my head and I didn't know what I was doing and I just knew that yeah I failed. Second time round I can't even remember I feel like it's this traumatic point in my life I just blocked out but I remember the third time I actually thought I'd passed and I was so shocked when I was told that I had failed because what I'd failed on I up until this up until this day I truly don't believe that I failed on that part but it is what it is we just have to keep moving but I remember it was I had to go through a width restriction and the um not instructor the 
what do you call it? The person that was marking me, my mind's kind of gone blank. They said that I didn't, it's either that I didn't slow down or I was, I was going a little bit too much to the left or something like that. And I was like, no, I wasn't. I'd gone through with restrictions so much that I thought I'd done it perfectly, but apparently I didn't because I failed. But I remember on the fourth time and funnily enough with the fourth time, I actually thought I failed <laughs> because um, I needed to pull up on the right or pull up on the left. Yeah, pull up on the right. And I thought that I'd done something wrong. It took me a little bit long to kind of adjust myself and get myself, you know, properly done and put together. And I remember at the end, you know, cause they give you this thing, it's like they go through. And I thought I was gonna hear this, unfortunately you failed. <laughs> it's like, I was kind of preparing myself to hear that I'd failed. And I remember he was like, you've passed. And the man was probably not expecting this reaction. I actually just burst out crying. I was so happy. I was so surprised as well. Cause I actually thought I'd failed. I remember in that moment feeling like, wow, like I'm actually so happy. I genuinely thought I'd failed. I thought because of that mistake that I'd made that it was over for me, but it wasn't. And it just goes to show that even when you don't get certain things right or you don't perform to perfection, it's not always the end of the world. Because even in that, I still passed and I think I only got four minors. Um, So I was really, really happy with that. So yeah, so going through that process, I definitely say it humbled me and it taught me that you're not always going to get things right on the first time. In life, there are going to be things that you will fail at. You will need to perfect it. You will need to take a little bit more time to learn and develop and to better yourself. You're not always going to get it right the first time. So that process definitely humbled me and brought me down to earth. Um, Another thing I'd say as well is that it can lead you to be highly critical of yourself and others. And this can be quite unhealthy, especially if you are to the extreme of this, because sometimes it's like you be constantly criticizing yourself, even on the smallest things. Maybe you didn't get your hair perfectly or you didn't, you know, get your outfit together in the way that you envisioned it or you just didn't perform in a certain aspect in how you thought you should or were capable of. So sometimes it can lead you to be highly critical of yourself that you're the kind of person that only focuses on the negative, that only focuses on the things that you do wrong, the things you're not good at, as opposed to looking at your strengths, as opposed to looking at your talents, you know, the things that you're actually very good at, the things that you are able to improve and be better at. You know, recently I I did um, this activity with two of my clients this week. And what we did was we went through a list of different things that I wanted us to go through just for them to really be able to analyze their mindset and to be able to actually see what their strengths are. So we kind of went through like their strengths, their talent, their passion, their interests. And we also went through um, their weaknesses and the limiting beliefs that they had. And as you can imagine, which is probably the same for most people, they struggled to write down their strengths. But when it came to their weaknesses, it was very, very easy. And it just goes to show that sometimes we can be so critical of ourselves that we can easily identify what we're not good at. We can easily identify our flaws, our weaknesses, but sometimes it's very difficult for us to actually identify our strengths. And this can be very unhealthy because it can also allow us to accept certain standards of behavior from other people that is not healthy. And sometimes it also leads us to not really strive to our full potential because again, we are just putting ourselves in this box and we just don't think we're capable. So it can be unhealthy. Also, 
again, if you're highly critical of others, it can make you a very unpleasant person to be around. You know, if you're highly critical, you, sometimes that means you're very hard to please, <laughs> you know, and it can make it very difficult for people that you live with. Maybe you have a particular standard of how the house needs to look, how you want things to be in terms of cleaning. And again, it can be difficult for other people that may not necessarily have that same attention to detail that you have, that may not necessarily do things in the way that you think is correct. And it can be difficult to live with someone that's extremely you know, specific about certain things. And that's where, you know, OCD comes in. But of course, that's an obsessive, um, more of a compulsive disorder when it comes to that spectrum of perfectionism. That's like high range perfectionism. But I just thought I'd highlight that too, because sometimes you may say, oh, I'm, I'm OCD, I'm OCD. But again, to certain levels that can also be very unhealthy too. Another thing is that sometimes when you have perfectionist tendencies, you can be very, very unrealistic in terms of your standards. Perhaps you expect everyone to do things like you or you just expect things to always be 100% because, you know, it just has to be. And again, sometimes your standards are unrealistic and when you have unrealistic standards, they're probably not going to be met and it can lead you to be become, you know, maybe frustrated with other people or frustrated with yourself if it's a case that you are not fulfilling your own standards. And it can also be quite isolating as well because you have a particular way of thinking that maybe other people don't necessarily share and it can also kind of lead you to isolating yourself because you feel like I need to get myself together, I need to get to this particular place that you're just so focused on achieving and, and becoming becoming this particular person that you kind of isolate yourself from other people. So that's another thing to be aware of. Another thing as well is the difficulty to delegate and trust others. Now, I definitely say this is something I struggled with a lot when I was in management because I always kind of felt like no one would do it as good as I was going to do it. Let's just be real. That's just what I thought. And also it's like when you delegate something to someone else, you need to trust that they're going to be able to get it done. And especially when it's something important, I'd always kind of have this worry of what if they've forgotten? What if they don't do it? What if they don't do it to a good standard? So I found it very difficult to actually delegate certain things. And that would lead me to burning out. That would lead me to do more than I should have been doing as part of my role. I'd be doing my job and other people's jobs simply because I was too afraid to delegate to others. And one thing that I've learned, if you are someone that's in a managerial position or even just, for example, delegating to people around you, maybe people want to help you. They want to support you but you just don't allow them to. I definitely say something that helped me was learning to teach, you know, teach others. If there's something new that maybe that person has never done before, but they want to support me or they're in a position to support me, I would teach them. Okay, this is the process. This is how it needs to be done. And then I then have to trust. You know, the trust part is not easy, but again, it works best. If you are going to be someone that's going to be a manager, that's going to be a leader, you have to learn how to trust people. And the thing with trust is that you will only know someone's trustworthy once you've handed them your trust. That's when you'll know. And a lot of the time, maybe that person will let you down. They will not fulfill, you know, whatever responsibility they had. But again, you just have to learn from that. Because if you continue to withhold your trust, if you continue to just do everything yourself, there's only so far you're gonna get. There's so, we can go so much further when you work as a team, when we work collaboratively with other people. So that's definitely something that I had to learn. The process was difficult, but in the end, you know, there's some great colleagues that I really hold in high regard now that in moments where I was really struggling or I really needed some help, they supported me and I was able to trust them as well. And it made me realize that, you know what, sometimes other people can do things better than you because there are even things that they discovered that I never had the eyes to see. So again, it really, really pays to delegate. And of course, like I said, there may be moments that it may not work out, 
but you still have to put yourself in that position if you really want to move forward and of course not burn yourself out entirely. There's only so much you can do when you are burnt out. And another thing as well that I've noticed is that sometimes, and I actually read this in a book as well, um, there's a really great book that I read two months ago called Daring Greatly. Was it two months ago or was it last month? The time is going so quick, guys. I actually read it in May. I don't know why I said two months ago. Well, actually, it is the 1st of July tomorrow. So technically, well, today when this podcast is coming up. But anyways, I'm rambling. Yeah, point that I'm making is I read that for a lot of perfectionists and people that have perfectionist tendencies, it can actually lead you to develop mental health issues such as anxiety, you know, because of that pressure to perform, that pressure to be perfect, that pressure to, you know, get to that particular standard. Maybe it's with your health, maybe it's with your career, maybe it's, you know, in terms of what you want to earn, your relationship status. There are so many different things in life that we can be on this journey to perfect, right? And again, sometimes, especially when it is to an excessive level, it can lead to things like stress. It can even lead to depression as well. So it's really important for you to be self-aware. I speak a lot about this on this podcast because it's so important. It's important for us to be able to identify when we're crossing the mark, when we're leading to that level that's now becoming unhealthy for us and really just being honest with yourself. If you find that you're in this box right now and it's gotten to a stage where it's unhealthy, you're just so stressed, you're so burnt out, you're just feeling like a failure and you don't, you're even at this point where you no longer have motivation to do anything because maybe you failed in something recently, maybe university or you were made redundant or I don't know, some something significant happened, you were demoted from a particular position and you now just kind of feel like I'm a failure like what is the point of living anymore what is the point of me even trying if I'm just gonna fail seek help you know seek help if you need help speak to someone if you don't have people around you that you can speak to that you trust you know look for therapy speak to a professional speak to someone that's in a position to help you that is not going to judge you that's going to listen to you and be able to actually give you sound advice because sometimes you need that sometimes you need to speak to someone that's not emotionally attached to you that doesn't know you that's going to be honest with you but it's also going to help you to see things from another perspective so I definitely encourage you to do that if you find you're in that position because until you break that cycle until you seek help you're just going to remain in that same cycle of just self-pity self-doubt and just putting yourself down and you don't need to be going through that a problem shared is a problem halved as they say and the last thing as well is that sometimes when you have perfectionist tendencies, it keeps you in your comfort zone, you know, because you only do the things that you know you can perform with excellence. If there's something new, there's something different, it scares you. And as a result, you don't try. Maybe you have an idea, maybe there's something you want to do, you have a project, or even there's an opportunity at work or in general, there's an an opportunity around that you know about. And a part of you wants to do it, But there's also that part of you that's like, "Mm, but I've never done that before. What if I fail? What if I don't do well? What if I don't even get accepted? And as a result, you're allowing those what ifs, you're allowing that fear of failure to stop you from actually pursuing your dreams. And the thing with fear is that when we allow fear to stop us and determine our decisions, we end up having regret later on because there's going to be that person that faced their fears and went up you know, went forward and pushed himself to do that thing. And you're going to look at that and kind of feel like, why didn't I do that? And then you're left with those feelings of regret. And one thing I'd rather choose is I'd rather have failure than regret. (laughs) Regret is painful because you're thinking about all the things that could have been happened, that could have been, should have been, would have been. But of course you can do nothing about it. So I definitely urge you to face your fears. The only way for you to actually 
overcome a fear is when you face it head on. If you're afraid of dogs, you can look at pictures of dogs all you want, but until you kind of see a dog in person and maybe you can not necessarily touch it, but you know, just be in its presence for a couple of minutes, <laughs> it's going to be very difficult for you to actually overcome that fear. So honestly, so I really wanted to today just touch on that darker side of perfectionism because I do feel like we don't speak about this. We speak about the good things, the good sides of being a perfectionist, but there are also very, very unhealthy sides of perfectionism. And the last thing I wanted to end on as well is that sometimes when you are perfectionist, it can lead you to find it difficult to be happy for others. And here's where I want to end the show. If you find that you're someone that you find it difficult to be happy for others without feeling bad about your own situation, that's unhealthy. You know, even if you're not where you want to be yet in your career, in your health, with the way you look, with the money you have, with the things you've achieved, learn to be happy for others. It's easy to think, oh, they've had it easy. They haven't been through what I've been through. But everyone has a story, you know? Everybody has something. It may not be to the same degree as yourself, but you don't know what people have done to achieve what they have. So instead of, you know, maybe not necessarily being happy for others, you know, being envious or bitter, be better. You know, learn to be happy for others, even if your situation is not where you want it to be. And channel that energy that you have, channel that focus, channel that drive to bettering yourself. And there's something that I do want to read to you from the Daring Greatly book that I told you about earlier. I definitely encourage you to read it. I'm not an affiliate or anything. I've just read the book and it's actually really, really good. So um, it's written by Brene Brown and this is one of the things she said in the book. So perfectionism is not the same thing as striving for excellence. A lot of the time when we think of perfectionism, that's exactly what we think. But here she says, it's not the same thing. Perfectionism is not about healthy achievement and growth. Perfectionism is a defensive move. It's the belief that if we do things perfectly and look perfect, we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment and shame. And when I read that, I said, whoa, this is true. Because a lot of the times we aim for perfection because we don't want blame. We don't want judgment because we've done something wrong or out of line of what the expectation was. And again, we don't want the shame of failure. We don't want the shame of missing the mark. And I urge you and I encourage you, listen, you're going to fail. <laughs> you've probably failed at some point in your life. And that's normal. That's natural. But don't allow that fear of failing to hold you back. We are all learning, we are all on a journey. And the best part is that you are able to learn. When you make a mistake, you can learn from it. You can choose to learn from it or you can choose to continue to beat yourself up and go over the mistake that you made over and over again in your head. Or you can simply decide that, you know what, I'm gonna learn from this, I'm gonna move on and I'm gonna keep going. So if you can relate to today's show, if you said that, you know what, this was my life read out in this podcast, then do give us a rating. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. It'd be great to hear your feedback on this episode. If you have social media, do share this as well if you're listening on Spotify so that other people can listen. I'm sure that there are many people, especially those that classify themselves as perfectionists, that can relate to this podcast. And again, guys, I'm super accessible. Feel free to contact me at all my contact links in the show notes or feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'd love to hear how you found today's podcast and if it helped you. So again, have a great rest of your week. I hope you guys are looking forward to the month of July. It's a new opportunity. If you're saying I'm not really looking forward to it because it just means that we're coming to the end of the year and I'm not where I want to be yet. Listen, it's a new opportunity to be better. It's a new opportunity to learn and experience new things. So keep pushing. Have a great rest of your week and I will be back with you guys next Thursday.